that all the kings of the earth will praise him. And as high as he is, he still sees us when we are brought low. This last section of this psalm talks about trusting God and faithfulness. I mean, trusting God is faithful. It zooms back in and says, Though I walk through the midst of trouble, you will revive me. And I, I, I prefer the Hebrew. It says, Though you walk through the bowels of trouble. It's like the word is guts. Though you walk through the bowels of trouble. God will revive you. And actually in Hebrew it's more like he will keep you alive. He will keep you living. Now the psalmist is speaking. He says, you will stretch forth your hands against the wrath of my enemies and your right hand will save me. The Lord will accomplish what concerns me. The Lord will protect us from our enemies. Maybe not always the way we expect, but he will. And it's interesting, the, the word, you will save me. In Hebrew, it's yasha. Um, you will save me. Um, Jesus' name is Yeshua. Jesus' name means salvation. Jesus is our English translation of the Hebrew name, Yeshua. And as I read this psalm, I, um, I can't help but hear his name. Uh, Jesus is the one who saves us from our brokenness, from our sinfulness, from the evil that would uh, come at us, Jesus is the one who saves us. He is our salvation. And it says, Your loving kindness, O Lord, is everlasting. There's the loving kindness again. Chesed. God's steadfast love. His love that keeps loving even when we blow it. Says he will love us into eternity or in uh, is everlasting. So we've worked through these three parts. So there's the starts with the personal, giving thanks to God. It's just it begins with, uh, Lord, I give you thanks with all of my heart. Then there's this middle section where it works through of who God is, truths about Him. And now it comes down back to the personal part again of trusting God. Trusting that he will provide. So this is a psalm of gratitude. And we are giving thanks for how central um, gratitude is for us. That giving thanks, gratitude is central to our faith. You know, we talk about grace and mission and generosity. Gratitude is central as well. Gratitude is one of the pillars of our faith. It's interesting, Paul, in his letters to the churches, is often encouraging them to remain grateful. He wrote this to the church in Thessalonica. He says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And in his letter to the church in Ephesus, he said, Always giving thanks to God, for, uh, to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul knew there was something behind gratitude. Not only was it our right response for the amazing thing that the Lord God had done through his son, Jesus, the Messiah, the Christ, but I think Paul also knew that it was healthy for us. 
that giving thanks, gratitude is healthy for us. That gratitude is good for us. It's good for our relationship with the Lord. It's good for our relationship with the Lord because one, he deserves it. Think about the things that we are grateful for. We're grateful for grace. We're grateful for this life that he has given us. We are grateful for our families. We are grateful for Jesus, for salvation through him, this new life that we have in him. And it's interesting, I was thinking about this this week, but this gratitude, um, it's not as if God is um, up in heaven, with his arms crossed and pouting until we give thanks. I think we are encouraged to be grateful for our sake. Similar to the way we talk about tithing. Tithing is not because God needs money. God has called us to tithe for our sake, to help us to not rely on money, to help us to rely on him. In a similar way, giving thanks is about making us, about rectifying us and our relationship with God, making us right. Think about it the opposite way. Think about if we weren't grateful to God, what would happen in our faith? What would our relationship with God uh, devolve into if we weren't grateful? Paul speaks about this in the church to Rome. In the first part of the letter to the church in Rome, he says, For although they knew God, he's talking about the ungodly, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. I think our hearts are darkened when we stop giving thanks to God. Our relationship with him goes cold. Gratitude is is healthy for us. The more that we can express how grateful we are to God, the healthier our relationship will be with him. Gratitude is also good for our relationship with each other. Not only because of our, if our relationship with God is good, then that changes the way we relate to others. And we can, there's a whole sermon in that uh, about how uh, when we're right with the Lord, we're able to be, to relate better to others, just generally. But also to relation, or giving thanks uh, to people or being gratitude for the things that people do, even if it's not for us, cultivates our relationship with them. Encourages them. It reminds them that we appreciate them. It builds our relationship with them. And here's the thing. Gratitude is rare in our society. Our culture is increasingly more a culture of exchange. I don't ask for help because I don't want to owe anybody anything. And when people do something for me, I pay them. So there's no misunderstanding about what I owe. There's no room for gratitude there. Or you do things for people and they take it for granted. But here's the thing. Gratitude, giving thanks for people, saying thank you, it's free. It doesn't cost us a thing. And it's a powerful way to cultivate relationships. Powerful way to make friendships stronger or to make strangers into friends. So it's good for our relationship with, with other people as well. And gratitude is good for us. Our lives are better when we are content, when we are grateful. It's when we're discontent 
of what we have. It's when we're ungrateful for what we have that things start to go wrong. Gratitude, being grateful, is the antidote to the consumerism of our culture that we are bombarded with. Tracy was talking about when she was in uh, um, staying at her dad's place, they just have regular cable TV. And she said, I am so grateful that we do not have, that we do not watch regular TV. We watch our kids watch Netflix, cartoons on Netflix. She said, because the, car- the, the advertisements come on, telling the kids, telling our boys all the stuff they never knew they needed. She has this funny story. She was, I think, making breakfast one morning and Shannon came running in. Mom, Mom, come quick. You have to see this thing that I need. It's on TV, but you have to come quick before it goes off. We are bombarded with it. And it's funny to laugh how it is in kids, but we all fall, fall prey to it. We all fall for it. That stuff, oh, I didn't even know I needed that but I feel it now. When we are content, we don't, we don't get wrapped up in the rat race, thinking, oh, I need a bigger house and bigger cars and more stuff. And that works out in financial freedom. When you're content with the things you have, man, it makes it a whole lot easier to save money or to, to bless other people with money when you're not thinking, oh, I need all this for the stuff that I want. This is something I also realized this week and um, as I've been reading through this and preparing for this morning is that gratitude keeps us present in the moment. You know, there's times like, uh, well, just, I don't know, sitting camping with Tracy and the boys and looking at all four of us sitting around together eating a meal on the picnic table. I'm really tempted to say, Lord, I'm afraid that I might lose this if her cancer comes back. That's not living in the moment. Or I could go the other way, and I don't, I'm grateful, I don't feel this very much, but I could feel bitter about the past. Lord, we lost those two years. But I'm realizing this week that when I'm grateful, I remain present in that moment. I'm not bitter about the past. I'm not worried about the future. I am grateful for that moment right there. I am grateful for that moment. And it doesn't have to be elaborate. It doesn't have to be expensive. It's just simple. I'm grateful. Gratitude keeps us present in that particular moment. Gratitude helps us too because then we're able to bless other people. When we are grateful, it makes it so much easier to be generous with others. All of these things, all these ways that it is a blessing to us to be grateful works out in just a better life. Just happiness, more joy. It's hard to be grumpy when you're grateful. It's easy to be grumpy when you're not grateful. So if we will continue giving God thanks, it will make it harder for us to be grumpy. Gratitude is central to our faith. This, this week, I was just uh, thinking the next logical step as we've been talking about um, when we ask God for help, when we cry out for help. And Psalm 40 is a great guide for that. And Psalm 138 is a great response of when he comes through. 
about being grateful. Gratitude to God. It's good for our relationship with Him. It's good for our relationship with each other. And it's good for us. I was thinking this morning, imagine if we grew in our gratitude. And I, you know, as I know many of you, you are generally a pretty, pretty grateful people. But imagine if we grew as a church in gratitude. Gratefulness to God and for who he is and what he's done. Imagine how that would grow our faith. Imagine if we grew in our gratitude and, uh, for one another. You know, those times when we think, man, I'm sure grateful for so-and-so. And then rather than just thinking it, we said that to them. Like, Rick, I'm grateful for all the work that you do around the church here. <laughs> How easy that is. It doesn't cost a thing. So we're able to say gratitude, or we're able to say thanks to one another. I'm grateful for your faithfulness. I'm grateful for the ways that you encourage people. I'm grateful for the ways you do things in our community that nobody knows about, and you do them to bless people. I'm grateful for your wisdom. I'm grateful for your experiences that you had over your 80 years and the ways that you share them with me. Imagine if we grew in gratefulness and how that would affect our relationships uh, with each other. Imagine the light we could be in our community. If this church, if one of the reputations we had is that is probably the most grateful group of people I have ever met. Imagine how that would speak to the community around us, especially in a culture where gratitude is thin on the ground. This morning, as we work through Psalm 138, we've Read through, the, read through the passage, and I hope that you'll read some more this week. I, I want you to read some more this week. We grow in gratitude, and it's a, it becomes a spiritual practice of ours. Even if we may not feel like, I don't feel like I'm just gushing gratitude, to practice it. To use that phrase, fake it till you make it. To say grateful for people, even if you don't feel it, but you know they deserve it. To be grateful. I wanted to ask you this morning, I'm curious to hear from you. Why, why is gratitude so important? I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this. Why is gratitude so important? Any thoughts? Yeah, Mark. Mm-hmm. 